1: Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. I am John, otherwise known as Hi There, Katsu. I know some of you may have been expecting Mistress Alicia to be on this week's podcast. That podcast will be on next week as we celebrate the pre-sale of her new book, Yes, Mistress, Why Men Crave Female Domination. That'll be next week. Great interview. I know you will enjoy it. This week, we definitely have somebody who has broken the norms when it comes to entering the porn world. And we're talking about a woman who left behind an amazing career to start her real life. Beth McKenna is a 53-year-old porn star from Mississippi. She practiced full-time law for almost 30 years before leaving her job to pursue a career in the adult industry at the age of 51. Currently, Beth shoots for various studios all over the country and also produces her own content. Her adult industry interests include working with all genders in both vanilla and BDSM settings. She also does various fetish scenes and continues to explore new and different fetishes. Her feet are a favorite amongst her fans. In her short time in the industry, she's already been AVN nominated. Beth is an animal lover who in her spare time is passionate about rescue. Beth loves to spend time with her fiance, her dogs and cats. She loves to travel to read and loves a variety of music and is an avid runner and bicyclist as well. Now, time to meet Beth McKenna on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. It's five questions about memorable firsts. We call it The First Five. Time now for The First Five with Beth McKenna. First time you ever felt a little bit different
2: Ooh, that had to be early on. Um, I remember, and, and now that I'm where I am in the adult industry, I've looked back and realized that, like, you know, a lot of people are masturbating at an early age or things like that. But I realized that I was six or seven years old and not only was masturbating, but was uh, simulating bondage and breath play and stuff so I'm like something I must be really messed up here but so probably I don't know yeah early on I'm <laughs> I'm in I'm in Mississippi I'm southern don't um, I'm southern I was raised Southern Baptist I'm not but I was raised Southern Baptist so it's It's one of those where you absolutely, until you die, you ignore where, where you came from and your you know, Mm -hmm. but probably pretty, pretty early on. I felt like I didn't fit in at all with anybody, but yeah, probably pretty early on, but I only thought about it in an acceptance sort of way within the last couple of years and stuff that, okay, that's not abnormal. You know, it's, there's all kinds of normal and I'm right in it.
1: First time you ever set foot on a porn stage and the feelings going through your mind and your heart.
2: I was nervous. The, my first day in porn, I was at an apartment of the girl that I shot with and I was to do a girl girl with her and she's an introvert. So, and I was new. So it's the blind leading the blind. She's one of my favorite people in the world, but I'm like, "Ah." and then we were to also do a a boy, girl, girl, the three of us together. So I was really nervous, but once, um, and the the girl, girl scene was awkward as hell. It was was really like, "Mm, I hope this is okay. But um, the guy showed up and now he's a really, Jay Crew is a really good friend of mine he showed up and we visited for a little while and started shooting. And once we started actually shooting, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, this is, I'm home. I'm literally, I felt like I was home. It's the best feeling after being a lawyer for almost 30 years, just, just to make it, it's like a, it's a means to an end. It's not a passion at all, but, um, it, to, to have that situation and to just be fucked into the bottom of the couch was just, well, oh, it was uh, now, I'm, I'm, I was built for this, you know? That's how I felt.
1: First time you ever received feedback or a reaction to something that you did and your reaction when you read it?
2: Um, Most of the feedback I've gotten has been positive. Occasionally somebody will, I don't don't even remember your hair or like, my hair is a lot longer now than it was when I started. I didn't know it was this curly um, or I would have grown it out way sooner. There's booby being a star. but, But I don't, I think most of the negative feedback I've gotten is the, the bush. Either you have too much bush, you have too little bush. I don't like your bush. I love your bush. I'm like, it's my bush. Just go find somebody bushless and you'll be okay. Um, but I don't, I'm, I'm one of those people that unless it's something that I'm physically, emotionally doing wrong or offending somebody, I'm not going to put much stock in it. You know, it's like, Oh, he doesn't like my bush. He wants me to shave. I'm like, okay, pay me. And I'll shave it. But, you know, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't worry about I have, number one. I haven't gotten much negative feedback and number two, I don't worry about what little, cause it's usually about my bush, which is, I mean, it's not famous or anything. It's just a bush. It's not, you know, it's not remarkable, but it exists so you know weird
1: first time you knew you were going to make the transition into porn
2: Ooh, golly hmm the first day because when i the first day it was may 20 21st had to be the 20 21st or 22nd of may of 2019 i, w- I had gone to la And I flew out and tested, and then my first day was a photo shoot with, uh, because I needed professional but nude photos, uh, with Dean Capture, who is awesome. Um, And then my second day was the day that we were talking about earlier with the girl-girl and the boy-girl-girl. And so um, I guess it was probably the first day with Dean Capture. So I'm a girl. He's a guy, but he's from Memphis or South Memphis. So it's like, we eat barbecue, we're fine. And he had a male assistant named Mikey or, and still has. And so for me to be completely nude in front of these guys that I just met today. Um, and for like, the, you know, the string bikini things, they roll up. So it helps to have somebody that can help you unravel them. And so Mikey came in and, and very respectfully, do you mind? I'll help you for me not to have a problem with that. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine here. I'll be absolutely fine. It was. Um, and then the next day with the boy, girl, girl, it's like, I'm absolutely home. I'm this is the, this is what I was really meant to do.
1: The final question of the first five, first time you ever saw the professional picture that had been done of you and your emotions when you saw it.
2: Oh, wow, that's a tough one. So Dean Capture, my first day in the adult industry, uh, we did a photo shoot. And so when he sent me um, my the sets of photos and the, the first set we started, I had a pair of glasses, uh, still have.
3: They're not the ones I use all the time,
2: but that's what I wore because I had short hair. I had these at the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was like, oh, those are hot. Let's use. Them. And now I'm like, because they'll, because these ear, the, the nose things will like mess up my hair. So I use mm-hmm. these built-in ones, but Dean was like, oh, let's use those. And so when I saw the pictures that he was taking, cause he would like take a few and then show me the camera and take a few shows. and I was in a business suit because we were playing off the lawyer thing with the glasses and smart, whatever. Um, but to see those, I'm like, that's not me. That's really, it's like, wow. That's amazing. he's very talented. He made me look really good, but I was like, Oh wow. That's, I could do this, you know, I could actually do this. And that was, it was a, I don't know, it was freeing. It was to for having been raised in Mississippi in a conservative situation and be a lawyer, be a professional, you know, don't pursue your passions, just pursue what makes you good money. I'm like, I just want to be me and do me and, you know, and that was the first epitome of that. And um, to, just to see those pictures. And then when he when he edited and sent them to me by email, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's so cool. So my business cards still have one of the, you know, the one of the pictures he first pictures he took, you know, it's it was really freeing, I guess is the word I would choose more than anything else.
1: When we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, we discover how Beth started her journey from attorney to porn star when we return on the program.
3: Hello, I'm Jessie Sage from Peep Show Media. Peep Show Media is a multimedia magazine bringing news and stories from the sex industry. Be sure to check out our website at peepshowmedia.com for essays, porn reviews, events, interviews, news stories, and more. Also, make sure to listen to our podcast, The Peep Show Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. And for a bit more of a personal glance into my life, make sure to check out my January 15th interview on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Have
0: you ever wanted to try something a little kinky in the bedroom, but had no idea where to start? Or maybe your partner just told you they're into water sports, no, not the jet ski kind, and you really want to fulfill their fantasy, but you're nervous. That's totally normal. I'm Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist who's talked about kink in magazines like Cosmo, Playboy, and Glamour, and on my podcast, The Dildorks. My new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do, is a guide to some of the hottest and best-known kinks out there, from age play to zapping and everything in between. Each section offers three suggestions for ways you can try out your new interest with a partner or even by yourself. Curious? Order your copy now at 101kinkythings.com and start learning new things about your sexuality. We invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at WhatWomenWantP1 on Twitter, what Women Want podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. And now back to this episode of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want.
1: Welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. I'm John, aka Hi There, Katsu, joined by Beth McKenna. A 53-year-old porn star. We're only five years apart. Tomorrow,
2: I'll be 54. Oh, wow. So I'm catching (laughs) up.
1: So you said that at six years old, your sexual awakening started happening. Mm -hmm. Did it worry you? Had anybody given you the talk? How did you deal with that?
2: Not at that point. I remember distinctly... um, That so, I was masturbating, and I was my my mom had a dining room table that had these, it was a a, like a solid wood with these big wood legs. Mm -hmm. And I would get under it in the dining room at home, and like I had a pillow, so I was simulating what I now know is breath play. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what that was then, but and then. So I would pretend to be tied up with one arm while I was, was masturbating with the other hand. And she walked in, she was like, Pam, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, you know, and she didn't, she just went on. I don't know if she knew or was ignoring it. I, I have no idea. And I'm not gonna ask her, but um, that was, was like, okay, that's probably not normal in some way and so i should probably not do that in the dining room so but i went on like in my bedroom i would like put my pillow over my face and pretend to be bound and you know and even now when i masturbate alone i'm i'm in my head i'm bound even though i'm the one doing the stuff i'm in my head, I'm bound or I'm limited in some way, like I'm not allowed to come or something like that. It was freaky.
1: We are of the same generation. And I know that I can trace my fetish and my love for bondage and my love for uh, women in second skin back to Batman, which is what so many people talk about. My girlfriend also, is nodding really big right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, Emma Peel and the Avengers.
2: Ah, okay. The, yeah. The John
1: Steed Avengers, not the Marvel Avengers. What? I always have to say that because people are going, "What? Who, who's Emma Peel?" I I don't. What part of the multiverse? Is she in? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah,
2: she's doing the happy dance over
1: here. Was there something that you can go back to and go? That's the reason why I started this. I, no, as far as the fetish stuff, mm-hmm. um,
2: not really that I can remember. I I think it was just I, it was innate to me because hmm. I didn't understand any of it. I you know I knew what you know touching myself obviously felt good, but this whole the breath play and the bondage stuff that i i had never seen that i wasn't allowed to watch much television i wasn't allowed to listen to uh really any i grew up on classical music and Mm -hmm. elevator music because my father was very conservative so there's really in my recollection there's not anything i can tie it to other than this is just what gets me off you Mm -hmm. know if that makes sense I can't think of, uh, there was nothing I watched. There was nothing, um, not that I remember. Mm -hmm. It was just, I like being tied up. I like being challenged with, you're not allowed to come or, you know, you're not allowed to breathe or move or whatever.
1: Did you have to suppress this through your adult years being an attorney? And how did that affect your life? Well,
2: it made it pretty miserable, not only as an attorney, but even in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I, cause I, I always felt like that was some sort of really sick or twisted or, you know, some, some, something that I shouldn't tell anybody about. And honestly, it wasn't so I was, um, by way of background, I was married to a woman, a lovely woman who is still a dear friend for almost 17 years. Mm and realized I'm just, I'm not happy at work as a lawyer. I'm not happy at home with her. She's a lovely person, but I, I just needed more. And so we split up, we're still good friends, but I couldn't even tell her um, mm. who I was with for 17 years, what was really, uh, what would was driving me sexually or what I really was interested in. It just felt I was too shamed about it. Mm. And it was really not until I met my girlfriend that um, and at first I was like, mm, she's young but and progressive, but she's going to think this is really weird. And so over time, we've been together, not quite a year and a half, but um, to realize that she literally she loves that I do porn. She's fine with it. She's supportive. She's helpful. She helps me shoot stuff. Um, she doesn't care. She's totally accepting. And to have some, the first person ever, I'm about to be 54 tomorrow. And the first person in my entire life that has absolutely accepted me, no questions asked. That's how long it's taken, you know, and it's really beautiful. It's amazing. I never thought I'd get there.
1: I understand that all too well, because my spouse of 20 years I remember our first weekend together and I had bought her a cat suit because I wanted her to at least try to introduce it. Right. And she said, I don't feel quite good in this. And I said, well, I might as well give it a try. And I got in the cat suit, got under the covers. And when she took the covers off, she went, that's weird. I don't ever want to see you do that again. Oh, like be a little supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And that led to me having to suppress it for nearly 17, almost 20 years. And then finding acceptance now, where I'm still looking for my special one, the one that accepts me for who I am. I have people within the community had an amazing group in Cleveland, uh, and I'm trying to develop one here in Cincinnati. Cool the first time you were ever able to express yourself in that way. What was that like? Because especially when you couldn't do it for so mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. I could only imagine the feelings, but I can also think that it's pretty scary considering everything you've gone through. It
2: it was um, actually, Um, So my first week in porn in Los Angeles in May of 2019, I had the photo shoot with Dean Capture. I had the shoot the next day, the girl, girl and a boy, girl, girl. And then later in the week, I had I I had developed friendships with several doms because with women, I'm more submissive. I do not submit to men. But with women, um, I like the BDSM stuff, but only I would only submit to women. Most of the time, there are a couple of men on uh, kink.com that I would love to work with, but (laughs) exceptions, not rules. Um, So I had asked for recommendations and had gotten I had set up a session with a female dom in Los Angeles, and it was the most cathartic experience of my life. Um, I I didn't know really and she understood i'm like i'm i'm new to this i've i've not had the opportunity to explore this area of my life but i know i like it to what extent i don't know but flogging and bondage of course and things like that so it was the most emotionally taxing and yet cathartic experience of my life and every opportunity i would get to go back to la i would book another session with her Uh, It was, it's amazing. And I have cried and I have raged and uh, she tells me I'm a brat. Um, (laughs) And my girlfriend's (laughs) naughty. Um, So I would, what we wound up doing is we would have a session, but she agreed to let me film it. So when I would, and I use it for OnlyFans, whatever. And so I would look back over the footage and I was laughing the entire time watching it because she and I were laughing the entire time while she was doing whatever the hell she was doing. You know, it was that sort of, oh, my God, this is it hurts, but it's fun. And mm-hmm. it's it's this emotional release. And I'm, I'm an athletic person. So the challenge of the physicality of doing some of the things we did was. You know, it was really rewarding. All, there are all sorts of emotions wrapped up in that. But, yeah. And I can't wait to get back to Los Angeles to book again with her. Because it's been uh, probably over, well, probably two years since we've had a session. I miss her.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering out loud if it's somebody that's actually been on this show
2: uh not in your list her okay. name her twitter name is uh daddy on lee she's asian um mm-hmm. she's and so it's the funniest thing is like i'm 5'10 and she's maybe five feet
1: <laughs> you know
2: tiny little thing so there's this there's a power exchange but it's obviously voluntary as it should be but Mm -hmm. even in size it's obviously voluntary but she's delightful if you have a chance to have her on your show do it she's amazing Uh,
1: so noted she's so cool so I feel like I've almost buried the lead as far as the show is concerned (laughs) because we I wanted to kind of try to figure out what the genesis of all this is. But here I am trying to wrap my head around a successful businesswoman who is an attorney. I look at your office and and I'm going, you must have been very successful. What was the moment where you said, I'm going to just give this up and try something different, or I'm at least going to try something different and try something new in my life.
2: So when I turned 50, um, 2017, I, it was an awakening for me that, so my, my familial genes are long life. I don't want to spend the next 50 years doing what I've done for the last several bunches. And I was, I was not satisfied at work. It's just a job. It's just a, it's a means to pay bills and travel. Uh, it's not a passion at all. And I was very sexually, I, w- I would consider myself a hypersexual person. And my wife at the time was basically asexual. And so we had, there was a period of time that we went like seven years without any sex at all. And I'm like, Mm-mm. and so I woke up at 50 and like, I, I, I'm not okay with this. I'm absolutely not okay. And I, sh- I don't have to be okay with this. You know, I love her dearly and I always will, but I'm not okay with this. And so it was at that point I started, I didn't even watch porn until then. And it was funny in college, I had a boyfriend in college that as a joke showed me some gay porn like as a shock factor sort of thing thinking I, and I had gay friends so he thought he'd get the a reaction I'm like oh cool you know but um, that's the only porn I had ever really watched so at 50 I was like hmm so stupid am I I wonder if they have lesbian porn yet in <laughs> 2017 right and so I google lesbian porn and But you know, the whole world opens up, and all these pretty women and stuff, and and so I started watching it, and so thinking, I'm reasonably fit, could be more fit, I'd like to be more fit, have been more fit, but I could do that. That would be fun. I'd like to try that, and so January, that was August. Of 2017. So January of the next year, I started training with a trainer to try to get in better physical shape. And um, no, it was I'm sorry, it was January of 19. So I was like pissy for a year, and then January of 19, I started training with my trainer. And in May of 19 was when I first went to California, just as an experiment to see. Could I do this and did I like it? And the, the, oh, it was just the most fabulous trip I've ever had.
1: How does one go to California and give it a try? Because I am okay, guessing right. that you don't walk into a <clears throat> store that goes, porn, porn are us, <laughs> and go, hi, I'm here. And, I'm here uh, for a tryout, here. right? Yes.
2: So oh, I have, have a. That? right i have a twitter profile i had gotten on twitter mm, july of 18 maybe something like that Mm -hmm. and was following various performers in a respectful way not in obnoxious like a lecherous way but um would bond with them like i i bonded with dean the photographer over uh home-cooked food in memphis over Mm -hmm. ribs in memphis Mm-hmm. And so like animals or music or something that we legitimately had in common. You and
1: had so, a rendezvous with some barbecue.
2: Oh, you know it well. <laughs> I can't wait to get back there. Oh my God. But um, so the, um, the performer that I, I made friends with or followed and interacted with a, a female performer named Jay Taylor. And she on a on a tweet one day, she was like, I need fresh meat. Who's up for shooting? And I did that little, you know, the little icon, the little (laughs) emoji with the hand up. And she was like, come on, because she did, she's done that before apparently, and nobody ever, like they would say so and nobody showed up I'm like, you've never really met me before. Once I decide to do something, that's how it happened, was a random tweet from Jay Taylor and I responded and she was like, well, come on if you dare. And I'm like, okay, when's good for you? And so I booked this whole trip around in May of '19, around uh, when she was available to shoot. And she's like, okay, well, we'll do a girl, girl. I'll arrange a boy, girl, girl for us to let you into that because I had not been with a man in 17 years because I'd been married to a woman, just like coming home. And then did the photo shoot with Dean and all uh, and the uh, the bondage session with on and so it was a fabulous week but that's how it happened was a, a tweet from a random performer that uh, many of whom i follow but i respect her work and she's directed some stuff that's been amazing and i love her work and so she put that out there the rest is history
1: speaking from a kink perspective I can only imagine what it would be like to go out, meet somebody that you've connected with, be able to interact with them and form that connection, have the pictures that you had taken, right? then go to have a scene with a dominatrix. When you got home that first time, were you feeling totally exhilarated or were you a prime candidate for the most massive drop in history?
2: It was rough. It was. I was exhilarated, but then going back to work at the law firm the next week was absolutely was like, okay, this now really sucks way more than it did a week ago. Um, it was, and every trip I made before I made the full-time move Uh, and uh, to be honest I made the full-time move involuntarily because my firm found out and fired me rightfully so I they're still friends I hold no grudges and they did me a favor because I was trying to work two full-time jobs for from May until October Um, but that was the worst part of it was coming back home and being physically Exhausted. It's, it's, you know, you, you would know that exhilarated, but physically exhausted, like I got no more. And then you have to get up and go to work. That, that sucked. But um, when I was on the, I was on a flight back from Miami from a shoot, when I found out, I figured out they knew and were about to fire me. And like, it took me about five minutes, like, oh shit, What now what? And then it was just this, this is meant to be, this is, it's a load off. And so, yeah. And ever since then, it's the, you know, the, when I get back home, it's like, okay, what's next? What's next, you know?
1: I think it's the ultimate nightmare for every professional to be doxxed or be yeah. exposed for yeah. doing what is a loving thing for themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how it happened to you?
2: Well, I had a couple of uh, co-workers that knew, and they apparently told bosses, mm-hmm. and and the bosses went and looked on my Twitter and found Beth McKenna and all this and freaked out. And I've got some, of course it's Mississippi. So I've got some uber religious bosses that were really freaked out. Um, But like, okay. So, and so my whole, I worked in a very small niche. I won't say because it would help identify me, but Mm -hmm. um, a very small law niche in, in Mississippi and they all know. And I just don't care. At first, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? The My running group knows. The lawyer group knows. As long as my mom doesn't find out on terms that I'm not prepared for, I, I don't care who else. And it took me a, a while to get there, but I don't care who knows. You know? And some days, if she knew, I, it would suck for a while, but I'd be okay with it. But yeah, it's co-workers.
1: Do you have any idea how you'd want to tell her? Mm-mm. That's
2: the problem. Um, so I'll tell you by way of background. I, I didn't come out as lesbian at the time. Now I would identify as bi or pan. But at the time, lesbian until I was 35. And it took a lot of time for me to tell her because I knew she'd react negatively Mm -hmm. because she has all these, you know, picket fence, law degree, lawyer, job, husband, kids, whatever. Um, so I knew she'd react negatively, but then even when my partner and I at the time, so we'd gotten together in 2003 in 2010. No, I don't remember. I hate to say this. I'm not a good lesbian. What year gay marriage was legal, became legal. Um, But we went to get married and the conversation, I went to lunch with my mom one day with the intent of telling her. And it was, oh my God, it was all I could do to tell her I was getting married to the woman she had known for 10 years, whatever. It was nuts. But so I don't I don't really have any concept of... I'd almost rather she find out from somebody else because I wouldn't have to tell her. She'd be mad, but she'll be mad either way, you know. Um, and either she'll accept me or she won't, just like she did when I came out as gay. She'll accept me or she won't.
1: How long but, have you been closeted before coming out to her?
2: Well, I... That's a tricky question because I didn't admit to myself I was gay. Oh, yeah. I was closeted even to myself until I was 35. And um, I guess I met my, what ultimately turned into my wife. I met her in May of uh, 2003. And I didn't wind up telling my mom until July. And she kind of figured it out It's like, mm-hmm. and she didn't even know my girlfriend. She thought I was with somebody else that I, a friend, a straight friend that I had dinner with all the time. But, um, but yeah, I had kept it even from myself. It's like, mm-mm, I can't be, I dated men until I was right up until I was 34, 35, exclusively men. And I just, I couldn't accept that. I, I knew I was different. And I knew relationships with men just kind of weren't working out for some reason, but I didn't really admit why until I was like, maybe I like women and you know, my whole world opened up and it turns out I like both.
1: So was the fact you were able to go through that process Did that lead to you being able to have the courage to say, I'm going to go do porn. In other words, something you've been waiting to do and be able to just put yourself out there. And then it's like the second chapter of, okay, I'd like to go do this now.
2: I think that to, to a large extent, yes. And I'll explain really why. So I have a straight male friend who struggled he has no gaydar none so early on when I first came out as gay he would he would we would go to a restaurant to eat and his wife knew I was gay before I did so she's all up in it but he was clueless and so he would ask well how do you how can you look in this restaurant and see how how do you know who might be gay Is and so I'm like, okay, typical, typical, you know, stereotypical lesbian, short fingernails, less makeup, butchy clothes, stuff like that. But I couldn't explain to him that there's a confidence that gay people, men and women, have that, or by that, are living living their true selves, and that there's a confidence that they've dealt with the shit. From all the straight people. You know, they've already dealt with that. They're way past it. You can't do anything to me. Fuck you. And all, and so it's like aside from the, the painted fingernails or the lipstick or the whatever physical characteristics, there's just this presence. And that's the confidence. That's all I can. And so it was that confidence. That that helped me. It's not just the coming out part, but the confidence that being gay gives a person, or being different in a southern state, that gives a person for like I can do anything I want to do, and I'm going to try this, and we'll see if we like it, and if we don't, we'll go back to practicing law, and if we we do, the sky's the limit. It's it's not the 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 coming out, it's the confidence part. If that makes sense. That's how I know people are on my team, so to speak. It's it's the confidence they walk with.
1: When we come back on what women and other wonderful humans want, we're going to see how vanilla and BDSM can combine, can complement each other, or do they ever battle with each
3: other when we come (laughs) back? Oh, that'll be interesting. Hi, I'm Venus. I've been sharing my love for this beautiful relationship dynamic for, well, years now. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that finally there's a matchmaking service for single women and single men who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. It's called Venus Connections. It's a personalized matchmaking service and three-week educational program that's safe, private, and individualized for what you want. Women, you no longer need to endure the headache of filtering through blank profiles and dealing with online creeps. And men, you can stop wasting time on those fake profiles and women with all sorts of ulterior motives. Venus Connections works for you to find what you want you can learn more at venusconnections.com that's venusconnections.com you deserve the relationship of your dreams hi this is rachel leadham aka the conscious masochist i'm an author and sadomasochism integration mentor who encourages the mindful exploration of your dark side I offer astrological birth chart readings to interpret your sadomasochistic blueprint through the clues found within your chart. You can learn more about my work, including the ebook Conscious Masochism, at my website www.rachelliedem.com and join us on Instagram at The Conscious Masochist. And be sure to check out my episode in the archives of what women and other wonderful humans want. Hi. This is Jane Boone, the author of the novel, Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on what women and other wonderful humans want. Thank you.
1: Realizing that you're a polyamorous can be a wonderful insight. The Polyamory Dating Guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you. This book includes a variety of sections on poly-specific dating, such as navigating online dating with a review of poly-specific dating sites, and how to make a profile that works, real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find polyam people and how to make a positive impression, how to date as an existing couple, and if you should, dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com.
0: Are you liking what you're hearing? Check out the Total Archives wherever you find your podcasts. And please, remember to subscribe so you don't miss a minute. And while you're there, help John out by giving him a rating and a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now let's get back to what women and other wonderful humans want.
1: Welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, joined by Beth McKenna, a former attorney turned porn star at age 53, now about to turn 54 in a day. So happy birthday to you. Thank you
2: very much.
1: The first time somebody actually ever tied you up. This wasn't one of the first five questions. But it begs to be asked, what was it like the first time you didn't have to imagine yourself being tied up, but somebody actually did it to you?
2: It was the best feeling ever. The first time somebody actually tied me up was my first BDSM session with An Lee.
1: Oh, um, wow. Yes.
2: Yes. It's like I went, I went big that week. I really did. That was the, yeah, that was the first time somebody actually tied me up and it was the best feeling to, to just let, to, that's the trick with, with BDSM stuff. It's like, okay, I was, I'm the sub in that situation, but, and, you know, for all appearances and you'll know this, uh, but the listeners may not all know from all appearances, the, the dominant is in, in control. But that's not true. The sub is in control because it's all consensual. And we had a conversation before we started on what I was comfortable with, what I wanted to try, what I mean. So it was, and I knew I wanted to be obviously tied up, but um, then what happened after that was a a negotiation and let, let's try. And are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? So it's, I, it's to be to the feeling for somebody who's a controlling control I wouldn't say a control freak but I'm I'm a pretty controlling person in my real life and so for me to be able to trust and let go and to trust her this little bitty person to to not go farther than we had already discussed and I don't know I mean we had had some discussions by email and 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 things so I and I had recommendations so I knew I could trust her she was legitimate Um, but to to be able to just let go and not worry I'm not I'm like I set the parameters but then the rest is up to you it was the most freeing feeling the most I was relaxed it was cathartic I was when it was over I think we did a three hour session the first time maybe I can't remember. But I was physically and mentally exhausted when I left there. But I was like, oh, this is the, I discovered, you know, nirvana. Honestly, it was the most wonderful feeling.
1: I have told the story on this show, and I'm going to mention it to you because I'm curious if you had the same feeling. My very first public scene was with an amazing woman uh, who goes by Secret Vixen. And it was a 45 minute scene. I was bound on a table and she was doing other things, but the, the most important part is that I was bound in a way that I couldn't move anywhere. Right. And after the scene, when she untied me and, I basically got my mind together. I was actually wearing this suit, as a matter of fact. Oh, cool. Purple's my favorite color. Batgirl purple, I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) But when I finished this scene, I started crying. And I said to her, in more than a dozen years, now I'm thinking about your career and the things that you're responsible for. Right. In more than a dozen years, I had always, always been thinking of what I needed to do or what I already had done and could never be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Was it? Is that a familiar thought to you?
2: It absolutely is. I was always responsible for other people. I was always aware of what I needed to do or what I needed to take care of for other people and, and for me to just be there. It's kind of like, I used to, I used to play golf with my dad and I was, I'm a, I'm a future-minded I'm always, what do I need to do next? What, what's next? What's next? What do I do tomorrow? So for that four hours, and I, I started, I guess, in high school or so, just playing golf. And it, we both sucked. It didn't matter. <laughs> but for that four hour or so block of time, and it took some practice early on, but I, I, I have nowhere else to be. I have nothing else to do. No one needs my attention. That was before the days of cell phones. Um, so the, the, the practice of just being was so unfamiliar to me, even as a high schooler. And, you know, and so, yeah, that was one of those things with the, the first session. And even after that, it's like I had this block of time. I'm, I'm in this dungeon that i you know you can not of course you can't see out there are no windows there are, it's, it's only her it's only these things on the wall that they, that she could torment me with and it's just her and whatever she comes up with and that's all that matters and it was a weird but a oh, invigorating it's like I, I don't have to worry about anybody else i don't you know i'm responsible for no one but me not even her i'm not responsible for her She's a grown up. She can kick my ass. So I'm not even responsible for her, 410 little girl. You know, it was, oh my God. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: What was the thing that you were most curious about experiencing? And what was the thing that surprised you the most?
2: I was most curious. I knew I would like being tied up, being immobilized. Uh, and not feeling in control in that way. Uh, the thing I was most curious about was um, experiencing pain, um, f- uh, flogging, caning, things like that. How would I do nipple play, things like that? How, would I like it? Would I not? Would I tolerate it? Would I not? Um, and I'm, I've am i discovered that it's not a... Um, And I've watched enough BDSM on the internet that it's, I don't, I don't feel any shame in saying I like the bondage and the challenge more than I like the pain. I like some pain, but not crazy pain. Mm -hmm. And, but now I know, and I wouldn't have known that. Like there was most of the, because I shoot porn, I shoot vanilla stuff too. So I couldn't be marked most of the time, but there was one session we did where I had nothing else coming up for uh, two months. So she could mark me and she did, (laughs) she beat my ass (laughs) and it's like, okay, that's more than, and and now I didn't, I didn't know until I got there, but that's more than I would prefer to deal with. You know, it was cool looking, but like that hurt like a motherfucker. So, I don't, but I wouldn't have known that had I not pushed that envelope, you know. So I think it was the pain that I was more curious about. How much? Because in normal life, I have a higher pain threshold than most people. But my, and I also realized that it's where you are mentally. If I came in uh, at the end of a shoot week exhausted, the pain it, it hurt the the same amount of pain hurt worse than it did if i was feeling strong and healthy and you know energetic it's a it's also a mental thing and that was interesting to find out
1: i actually had my first marks from a scene a couple weeks ago with my lovely queen hmm. and she did it on my inner thighs oh wow that's and, a tender spot yes and i have evolved from somebody who likes who is totally about sensation, obviously, my fetish leads to sensation, right? And I never thought I'd get into pain. And I had a a week where things were just going awfully, and Mm -hmm. uh, had a scene where I totally switched, where I started out as the top. And then at one point, We instantly switched and switched power dynamics. This was with an old play partner of mine. Sure. And at one point I said to her, you can't hit me hard enough. Because my mind was just in need of something real. Right. So fast forward to this scene where I get my first marks. And she's usually I'm used to getting uh, getting flogged. She was sure. using every little nasty tool that she has, in <laughs> chopsticks, <laughs> uh, spatulas, oh. you know, really, really devious what things.
2: mean, yeah.
1: And after it happened, I looked down and I saw bruises and they were just starting to come in. Sure. And for the next week, I would look down and see them and I'd just start caressing them. And going back to the time. Yep. There's some people who don't like pain, but that kind of brings them back. Did that do anything? It did.
2: I have never taken so many pictures of my ass. (laughs)
1: Seriously. (laughs) Other people have, but not you. Because I'm not. Right. I'm like,
2: (laughs) look at, oh my God. And I was still with my wife at the time. And she was like, holy shit, you know but it was, it was this, I don't know, it was partly a badge of honor,
3: mm-hmm. but it
2: was partly the memory of, I took that, you know, and I survived it and I'm stronger for it. I know better where my boundaries are. You know, I could take that again if I chose to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never, I, I kept, I would just every, and I'm not, I'm it's weird. I don't, uh, to be a porn star, I'm not self-aware. I don't like look at myself in the mirror and I'm not, you know, I don't typically wear makeup around here and it's just the hair is what it is. But so I'm not paying attention in the mirror. But then it was like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. it was it's like stop looking at it. But yeah, I was pretty obsessed with my ass for several about a month i guess it lasted because i bruise easily and then it stays so oh wow and then people i would i would post pictures on twitter and and everybody was like arnicare is your friend i'm like no i don't want it to go away i don't (laughs) did you were you sad when the bruises were gone yeah me too me too yeah Yeah. me too
1: so you also do vanilla scenes which Mm -hmm. sounds, sounds so boring Yes, but I under—I don't enjoy vanilla porn. That's me. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because I'm not a very sexual person. I enjoy my kink. I enjoy the connection uh, in the heart and in the mind. Right. Yeah, I'll enjoy somebody uh, making me feel good, but it's not what I live for. Sure. Uh I've seen a few pictures because I don't tend to look a lot at vanilla porn. And I've seen a few pictures of you and pictures that you've liked and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you get a lot of joy from both or do you tend to gravitate from one side to another?
2: I love that's the weirdest thing is I love all of it. Hmm. I, I absolutely. And the funny thing is, so I'm, I'm my personal relationships into my romantic relationships personally are with women, but in porn, I love, I love girl, girl stuff, but it's harder to shoot. And it's there, it's harder, honestly, it's harder to find women that are into women. Mm -hmm. Um, so in, in the porn world, in the vanilla setting, I really enjoy boy girl stuff way more than girl girl stuff, with a few exceptions of particular performers I love to work with. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I really, it's, it's, they're so different. And I enjoy both for different reasons. And um, it's a power play thing, honestly, because so with the, the bondage stuff, the, the kink world, Uh, typically I'm the sub to women but in boy girl scenes I'm dominant so it's it's that it's the different power play that I really enjoy Um, and I think my fans are like "Hmm?" but (laughs) it it is what it is but it's like are you ever going to sub to men and like "Mm, probably not but um, yeah, I love both equally and would shoot both. I'm dying to shoot for kink.com again uh, when the, the world opens back up and it's safe to do so. But, um, but just as much, I love vanilla porn as well. It's weird.
1: Do you have anything on your bucket list when it comes to something you'd like to do that you definitely want to work towards?
2: Well, there are some performers in particular that I'd love to work with.
1: Mm-hmm. Do tell.
2: Uh, ooh, do tell. Um, prob- the, the first one that comes to mind and we DM about uh, working together is a female performer, Julia Ann. Um, she is a legend in the porn world. She's also, she's shot a lot for kink in the, as a dom. So um, I would love to work with her. I've met her a couple times now and she's a delightful person, Um, but uh, that's the sort of thing there. Yeah, she's probably the the number one person I'd love to to work with. There are several others out there uh, that I'd love to work with, both performers and producer directors. and I'd love to shoot more. The one other uh, in the kink world, uh, are you familiar with the Pope that uh, he's, a dom, he's a male dom or a top that uh, shoots for kink.com, mm. and he's one of the few men that I would really love to work with in the BDSM world. He's a very respectful, it's not an abusive, it's a um it's and uh, it's not a degree it's it's funny that there's a difference to me between degrading and bondage and I don't do degrading I don't want to be degraded but you can tie me up or bind me or whatever and beat me but it's a it's this whole may I have another kind of thing it's not a degradation sort of thing and he's he's a master he's been Look up the Pope, if you get a chance. Uh, he's, he's really good, he's, I would kill to work with him. Um, so I, I guess the Pope and Julia Ann are my main goals, but just to really continue and grow and keep going in this business. I mean, I'll be 54 tomorrow, but I know I've worked with women in their 70s, so I'm not going anywhere, you know it'll be fun for the next God knows how many years.
1: Beth, this has been absolutely fascinating. We've covered an awful lot. Would you like to tell our audience uh, the best way to connect with you and where to find you?
2: Sure, the main way would be on Twitter. I am Beth McKenna 53, uh, Beth M-C-K-E-N-N-A 53 on Twitter. And then from there, I'll have links in my bio that you can find clips and OnlyFans and all that fun stuff.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show.
2: I've had a blast.
1: Well, all I have to say is you go, girl. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm trying. At 54, as of tomorrow, you yep. do not look it at all. Oh, Your thank pictures. You are simply amazing and i can't wish you more it's not possible for me to wish you any more luck than i do thank you Um, so much you've given me a little inspiration that even at my age i still have a little bit of time to go oh you
2: you've got tons of time (laughs) just live your whole life
1: living our best life isn't that what we all want thank you so much beth for being on the show and telling us your story another great story next week about a woman who wrote a great story that involved dominatrices from all over the world to discover why men crave female domination. It's Alicia Zadig, the author of yes, mistress why men crave female domination next week on what women and other wonderful humans want that'll do it for this show. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What
0: Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. We invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at whatwomenwantp1 on Twitter, what women want Podcast on Instagram, And for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.